Richmond, the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. Convention of the States! What is that exactly? I, I want some of that. Well, that might be the way to rein in a huge federal government. The Convention of the States, we'll discuss it this hour. A gay men's choir says accepting isn't enough. We don't want to be accepted. We're going to completely convert your children. Unbelievable. Fauci insults you, and Biden says it's time to go door-to-door. It's a vaccine check. That is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio is the founding fathers intended. The Lee brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee, my co-host and dear friend and my brother. This is becoming, quite frankly, very bad. I mean, he's just not here again this show. And it's not because he doesn't want to be. It's because he's actually in the hospital this very moment. And so uh, Richard Lee is going to miss another incredible broadcasting which would be even better if he were here. So um, he's in the hospital. He's got some issues and complications that that tend to uh, interfere with our show here every week. But uh, continue to pray for him, please. It's a it's a uh, it's it's more than just a request. It's um it's something we believe in. So if you would you would pray for Richard and drop him an email, Richard at theleebrothers.com. Very simple, Richard at theleebrothers.com. Miss him, miss you, brother. Know you're listening. The Lee brothers shall return in full, uh, in full uh, gear at some point and return to the two-headed talk show in Richmond. Actually, I got a lot of comments this week about this. A lot of people emailed me and said, hey, what's the scoop? It's been you know three weeks or four weeks or maybe even longer since the chair across from me here with the, with the Titleist hat. It hasn't even moved. It's just been sitting there the entire time. And, uh, and, and so, Richard, people love you. We miss you. It makes the show better. All right, coming up, uh, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk about the Convention of the States. And if you've listened to this show or any show at all that understands the idea of federalism, who understands this idea that the federal government should be limited in scope and not overpowering, overbearing, then the states have, a, of a, have the ability through Article 5 to convene and impose restrictions on the federal government. George Mason was brilliant in this, by the way. I can't wait to get into this with you because I do think it's relevant and I do think it's the thing that can change the direction of the country and make us more free. And even you people on the left, it would be good to embrace this idea of the uh, Convention of States. We'll talk about that coming up in the show. And then next hour, this is, this is preposterous. Did you know there's a spelling bee winner? And I don't know that you knew this, but 14-year-old is black. I, I didn't know. I had no idea that was uh, even something to consider. Spelling bee? Now we're worried about the color of their skin and the spelling. Wait till you hear about this. And it turns out that there was a, a police chase in Richmond this week that ended in a, an accidental death. And there was one in Minneapolis. MSNBC went crazy. It's time to stop car chases. There'll be repercussions of that. And we'll discuss that coming up in the show. And then there's something about this Glenn Youngkin guy. Did you hear about this? The guy's a Republican, Republican, running for governor here in Virginia. And uh, apparently he admitted to being pro-life. And the, <laughs> there's more to it. There was a, the, the dirty little liberal scoundrels had a little, uh, they, they kind of cornered him and got him to admit that not everyone's pro-life. And I've got to somehow uh, soften the terms. We'll discuss that too and why this is not an issue. The abortion issue is big. 
but it won't make a difference in the election this year. What might is COVID. I, I am, uh, I'm on a plane just about every week. I'm going somewhere, uh, and I get on these planes and it's still masks. It's like everywhere else in America is free and, uh, and, and everything's fine. There's nothing to worry about the mask crap. Except you get on an airplane or walk in an airport. It's preposterous, I must say. So I don't wear a mask in the airport. People are, Scott Lee, how can you? Everyone's wearing a mask. I'm just not going to wear one walking around the airport. Now, I did have a police officer here in RIC in Richmond come up to me and say, sir, you need to put a mask on. To which I complied. I'm not completely, you know, <laughs> I know, not always. Um, I'll wear them. If I'm asked to wear it, fine. I did ask the police officer, this is, you know, this is becoming ridiculous. Uh, I only have to wear it on a plane, right? And he goes, no, you have to wear it in the airport and that kind of thing. So th- this, is, this is becoming horrible at the airport. Good thing Senator Rand Paul is pr- introducing a bill to get rid of this mask mandate. Good for him. His exact words, this is a farce. It is a farce. You've been on the airplane and watched these people with masks? No one's, no one's wearing them properly. But the, even if they wore them properly, we've already bought into the premise that they actually work and they don't. We know this. It's a con. It's not true. So this COVID thing won't go away. Not just the mask, but the vaccination thing. I thought we are beyond this. If you want to get a vaccination, you do it. If you don't, you don't. Except that's not appropriate, according to the government. And everyone who's an elite liberal for some reason. Isn't that interesting? The elite liberals in these high positions of power demand that everyone gets it. Why? Now Teletubbies is announcing that they've got vaccinated. Teletubbies, a cartoon, a kid's cartoon. Teletubbies is all vaccinated. Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Poe, which are names I wish I never knew, but they are all vaccinated. They say, quote, just in time for Tubby's hot summer, we're ready to come out and play. Um, it's, it's too bad you didn't come out and play before that. You're, ch- you're a child. I don't know what a Teletubby is, but I can't assume it's older than 12. Teletubbies older than 12 don't even, I mean, what is a Teletubby? But a Teletubby is designed for children. It's a kid's thing, right? It's a, you know, it's a shame that they use children's shows to do this. They show their little vaccination cards in the Twitter account for the Teletubbies. Why does that matter? What do you want, a 10-year-old watching Teletubbies? Mommy, I need a vaccination. Which, by the way, even the federal government and all its power in the CDC admits that kids under 12 shouldn't get the vaccination. So what's Teletubbies doing? But worse, what is Fauci doing? Talk about insulting. Fauci uh, was on CNN this week, and oh, he's even on the shows anymore. I have no idea. This guy has zero power. The only power he has is, that, is, is anything that people listen to him. But here's what he said about, about you. No, no, he's insulting you. Even if you've got the vaccination, listen to the contempt in Fauci. This is not complicated. We're not asking anybody to make any political statement one way or another. We're saying try and save your life. You stupid surfing peasant. Just save your own life for the love of God. What is wrong with you? This isn't complicated. Before we play the rest of Fauci, has anyone really asked the the real question, why aren't those who aren't vaccinated right now, why didn't they get it? See, I've asked that question. And I know why. 
people aren't getting the vaccination. And it has zero to do with, it's this simple, Fauci. It has zero to do with politics. People who aren't vaccinated don't feel a risk. They're not at risk. They don't understand why they would need a vaccination for something that they're going to survive if they get it. It's a 99, at this point, it's 99.9, I believe. It is less than the flu at this point. Fauci continues. And that of your family and that of the community. It's easy to get, it's free, yep. and it's readily available. So, you know, you, you, you've got to ask, what is the problem? Get over it. Get over this political statement. Just get over it and try and save the lives of yourself and your family. You hear the premise? You're dumb. Now, this is consistent with even the Mark Warners of the world and every Democrat, liberal politician, including Republicans, they think they look down on you, stupid, surf, and present. Why wouldn't you get the vaccine? It's simple. You bonehead, quit being political. Not a single person I know, not a single one, is making a political statement by not taking the vaccine. Not a single one. Trump invented it. If anyone wants to be political, that'll be out there running around going, Trump's my man, I want the vaccine. But that's not what's happening. People are making a legitimate, free decision about their bodies, and Fauci can't stand it. He's degrading you. He's calling you an idiot. You're stupid. It's simple. Quit being politics. Get over it. Get over it? So if somebody says, I'm 45 years old, I've already had COVID. There's zero reason to get the shot. I'm being political? That person's being political. Fauci, you can scold somebody who's making a decision on their own. But the biggest question of all is if someone like Fauci or someone like anyone, if you have the vaccination, why are you so concerned for people who don't? If they don't get the vaccination and they get COVID and and the chances are slim, very slim, and die because of it, are you you're really that's what really you're concerned about? You think Fauci's really concerned about you? Gonna make sure you survive. Don't be stupid, you surfing peasant. No. Nothing to do with that. If anyone is political, it's this guy. It's Fauci who's the politician. It's Fauci who's being political. Nobody who hasn't taken the vaccination at this point is doing it for politics. They're just doing it simply for their health. They don't believe it's the risk. They don't believe they're at risk. They either had it or they're not worried about it. Leave them alone. You big king sitting on your throne looking down at the person, but don't scold me or anyone who hasn't had the vaccination as if you know better than them. This is still America, last I checked. They get to make those decisions. Not if Biden gets his way. He's coming door to door. He's going to come knock that and more in 60 seconds. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. Every Mojo 5 show is available on demand at Mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. 
The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You take a lot of medications and pills. Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. The Lee Brothers. I like that one. Co-presidency. The Lee Brothers. Scott and Richard. We would simply say, look, if the Lee Brothers were in charge and we were the co-presidents, we would ke- we would we'd fire Fauci immediately. I would disband the CDC and every other three-letter alphabet group that's up there. The CDC, the National Institute of Health, all of that just crap. <laughs> right. It's, it's, uh, it, but, but why is it that the vaccinated are so concerned about the unvaccinated? It's like this little war going on between the vaccinated and unvaccinated. Really, the only war is inside the vaccinated head. They just, what, what, here's, oh, if you're over 55, 80% of Americans over 55 have been vaccinated. The risk in COVID was in the 70s or higher. There is zero, almost almost statistically, zero reason for those under the age of 55 to get the vaccination. Other than pressure from the President of the United States. We are continuing to wind down the mass vaccination sites that did so much in the spring to rapidly vaccinate those eager to get their first shot and their second shot for that matter if they needed a second. Now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood. and all- Who's we? Now we need to go community by community, neighborhood by na- We? Wait, you're, you're going to go around? Who's we? Somehow, when the federal government says we, I'm a little nervous about that. I, I see black S- suburbans showing up at the unvaccinated houses. Again, I've never understood. I wish somebody could tell me could tell me why the vaccinated are concerned about the unvaccinated. It just doesn't. And, and if you're unwilling or don't want to get the vaccination, you're still fearful, then believe in the science of the mask and wear it. Then you're protected, right? I mean, masks are foolproof. Masks are the answer. Masks are so important that school kids in Virginia still have to wear the mask, even though the announcement last week from the CDC said, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to. So now what are we going to do? We're going to have kids showing vaccination cards in all the schools so they don't have to wear a mask. This thing is becoming ridiculous, especially when the numbers are so low. That's the other thing. So if vaccinations, or I'm sorry, if COVID increases, just 
the COVID virus. We get so concerned that someone has COVID. What we ought to be concerned is the people who die from COVID. There are plenty of people who had COVID. I had COVID. I got over it. I mean, it's possible to have COVID and survive. I mean, people are like, the, the premise is they're dying, says Fauci. You could be dead if you don't get the vaccination. That's quite the statement from our government. So who are the we's coming around? Joe Biden, who, who are we? Now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people protected help. from the virus. Get help to the remaining people? Is there someone within the sound of my voice or any voice for that matter who doesn't know that the vaccination is available and free and where to get it? If you could fog a mirror, you can get a vaccination and you know about it. Who is he talking about? Help these people who don't know about it. Again, it's the premise. We're dealing with serfs and peasants, Scott. The American people are just dumb. And we need to go door to door, knocking on doors. Have you had your vaccination? Now, this is horrible, horrible idea. This is how, quite frankly, bad things begin to happen. You have a government official show up in a black sedan and guys in sunglasses and suits jump out and knock on your door. What are they doing? They're asking for papers? Or are they just being polite? Hey, by the way, we noticed that you're not vaccinated. Well, how would you notice that I'm not vaccinated? How would you notice that? Or are you randomly walking through the neighborhood just knocking on doors? I mean, really? How does that how does that manifest itself? And by the way, if this comes at a point where you mean you're not vaccinated, I mean, can you imagine what's going to happen across America? You've got five seconds to get off my property. I'm with the government and I'm here to help. Reagan said it was the most scary words in the English language. Joe Biden thinks they're the best. I mean, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors. <laughs> I'm encouraged by that. That's just, that's encouraging. Now we have a federal government going, no, we're going to go door to door, you see. Don't you worry about a thing. You know, Fauci was the same guy, and, and Biden are the same guys who don't even have confidence in the vaccine. This was Fauci a month ago or two months ago. Get vaccinated as soon as vaccine becomes available to you. And if you are vaccinated, please remember that you still have to be careful and not get involved in crowded situations, particularly indoors where people are not wearing masks. <laughs> Insane. That's the same guy who called us stupid or you stupid for not getting vaccinated. He's the same guy who just said, by the way, if you get vaccinated... Just remember, you still can't. You still can't go to places where there's people. People, you can't go where there's people, and you can't go anywhere without a mask. If it's a crowd, you still got to wear a mask. These are the people lecturing us. Who is still listening to Fauci? CNN still has this guy on. It's it's just amazing. Nerve tingling. I just every nerve ending in That's my body. Point. Uh, just basically tingles 24 <laughs> 7. That's fantastic. Timmy! 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 Thank you, Tim. Timmy! That was Tim Kane. His is tingling in his body since he's had COVID, which is why you should get vaccinated. Because when he was vaccinated, he still thought it was important 
to wear a mask? Um, I have had COVID and I've been vaccinated and I wear a mask. I wear masks to make other people feel safer. And isn't that about, it's about the AIDS ribbon, Scott and Richard. It's, an, it, it's virtue signaling. It's, I'm doing it because it makes you feel better. There's no science in this. I've had COVID and I've been vaccinated. And by the way, if you haven't been vaccinated. And oft times door to door, literally knocking on doors. We'll be knocking on your door. So don't worry about it. And if you don't like that, Ralph Northam had something for you. You are being selfish. Exactly. You're just being selfish. You see what is happening. Ralph Northam, Tim Kaine, Fauci, these big elites, Joe Biden. They don't like you. You, you're not smart enough. You're, you're a stinking serf and peasant. You, you're, your pittance will pat you on the head and tell you it's a nice little tribe, but we'll come knock on your door and we'll, we'll help you. And oftentimes, door to door, literally knocking on doors. You should feel good about it because the government is here to help. All right, coming up. PETA is here to help pigs in Virginia. I'll explain that and more next in 60 seconds. LeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo Five O. Hi there, I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found MyPillsToGo. That's MyPills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy with MyPillsToGo.com. My daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsTheNumberTwoGo.com. MyPillsTheNumberTwoGo.com. A Dose Guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. In the mold of Madison, Jefferson, and Henry, real Virginians, the Lee Brothers. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. I won't. You can stand me up at the gate. You shouldn't back down either, by golly. And off times, door to door, literally knocking on doors. <laughs> knocking on doors! Gonna come get you great how many americans do you think cheered that you think somebody's out there going hey we're gonna knock on doors or here's what's worse and this is what an example of our country is i don't think people even recognize it this is arguably the most powerful man in america standing up there going look if you don't get vaccinated we're just gonna come help you we can help you we're we're here to help it's scary stuff wonder where the, the thing it, the, that really puts fear in me and makes me want to talk about the convention of states coming up in five minutes or so is, is the power of the government since COVID. It's, it's overwhelming. And that it could put so much pressure on you. And here I would, I would bet that almost a majority of people, maybe not that much, but, but many people are vaccinated, at least the ones I talked to, because they just felt like they had to. 
not because of a health reason, but they felt like they wanted to travel, they wanted to do things. That is wrong. And that's where we are in a country, and it, quite, and it scares me because that much power. PETA has asked the state of uh, uh, Virginia Transportation Department to designate a portion of the state road a highway safety corridor due to the animal welfare group saying there's too many crashes of trucks with hogs. For those who don't know, those are pigs that are on their way to be slaughtered for bacon. Um, this safety corridor result in more warning signs for drivers, higher fees, and increased police presence. Apparently, there's a section of this road where livestock truck trailers crash uh, and then cause all kinds of havoc. Recent crashes have, um, have caused pigs to die on impact while others were ejected from the trailer, says PETA. Now, what I find interesting here is PETA is chasing this down because they're concerned the pigs are injured on the way to the slaughterhouse. Yeah, you heard me right. You want to save the pigs before they get slaughtered. Um, but the news here is uh, Smithfield meatpacking plant, where the pigs were going, is now uh, moving. So there won't be any more hog trucks coming there anymore. So, PETA, it's okay. They're not going to be hurt in traffic, just at the slaughterhouse. Just at the slaughterhouse. All right, coming up, the Convention of States. What is a Convention of States? We'll share that with you in a few minutes. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 50. Mojo50.com. We built this city. Yep. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city on the Constitution of America. Just at the bottom of the half hour outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers, Virginia citizens and American patriots. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother, sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. He is uh, sick, and we covet your prayers for him as he is recovering. Hope to be back here next week. Miss him greatly. All right, check us out, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. There you'll find the answer to homelessness. And guess what? The, the problem is government. The answer is markets and people and the government to get involved. So homelessness, all found there at theleebrothers.com. And uh, the Delta, this Delta variant, this variant of Delta, are you scared yet? You shouldn't be. Theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Check it out there. If you've listened to this show, uh, or let's just say you've had any conversation about the federal government and its role in your life, you might be interested in the convention of states. You see, there, there's this thing called federalism. I don't know that you I don't know this thing, but quite frankly, because no one even cares about it anymore. Everything is about what goes on at the federal level. Everyone's concerned about their congressmen, which they've never met, or their U.S. senators like Mark Warner. The private market, it just doesn't work. Yeah, see, that's what he thinks. We're so wrapped up at the federal level, the founders wouldn't even recognize it right now. And the states have the ultimate, in the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, which is what is in the Bill of Rights, if you don't know that, the states have a significant amount of power. In fact, 
the founders thought the states had such rights and power that the federal government be kept in check because of it. So what is this answer to this overwhelming federal overreach? It's called the Convention of States. Now, I need help with this because, quite frankly, um, I didn't know about it uh, in much detail, and I had some, some reservations. Russ Byers, a New Kent County Convention of States volunteer. Hey, Russ. Hey, how are you, Scott? Good. Thanks for joining me. Sure. Thanks for having me. All right. So you're, you're a smart guy. Uh, and I know that because uh, I've talked to you before and, and quite frankly, I've read all the things you've sent me and it, it seems pretty. So like, can you just put this in a real succinct for our listeners? What is this convention of States? Sure. Well, convention of States was uh, co-founded by Mike Ferris, who you might recognize as a former Lieutenant governor candidate. He's the fellow that's now with Alliance defending freedom. And I think he's like 10 for 10 at the Supreme court with uh, a lot of these decisions. I think that most recent one was the Catholic uh, adoption ruling that took place. Um, he was one of the co-founders along with Mark Meckler, who was a, uh, he founded Tea Party Patriots. Right. Uh, he's an attorney and uh, started helping other organizations with their Tea Party movements until he left them because they were morphing into what he didn't like. Long story short, what we're, our mission is actually to get the largest grassroots, effective grassroots in the country. One of our goals is a convention of states, which is nothing more than a meeting of states to propose amendments that are then ratified by states. So it, this is constitutional. This is Article 5, right? Yes, sir. Article 5 uh, allows two methods of proposing amendments. Congress has proposed every amendment that we have that we've actually ratified. There have been a lot of efforts to, for a convention of states to propose amendments. In fact, Virginia, one year after the Constitution was written, proposed a convention of states for the purpose of adding those amendments that uh, became the Bill of Rights. Right. Congress ran out in front of it because they were scared to let states handle that. <laughs> and it, already the friendly competition between levels of government had begun. Well, in some ways, that's healthy. The problem is it's disappeared. We don't have any healthy competition. It is the federal government. Exactly. And our, legis our state legislators, they're the last firewall between the citizens and the federal government. As you said, you know, states, the senators, the U.S. senators, they they know very few of their constituents, and very few of the constituents know them. But if I ask anyone in Virginia who their senator is, their state senator, they usually name one of the federal senators. That's right. And that's unfortunate because our local level legislator, uh, the the people who represent us at the state level, they they shop in the same grocery stores. They live in our neighborhoods. You know, they're never more than uh, I don't know, maybe forty fifty miles away from you in their houses. So um, that's, that's where the action is. You know, it's all grassroots. Well, Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson said the best government is the one that's closest to you. We, and I have this conversation with people yeah. all the time. That they, even the left should, should join me on federalism. The idea that the federal government is oh, broken yeah. on every level, they ought to join me, remove things from the federal level, this far-off land, surrounded by a beltway, run by kings and queens. Let's dissolve it back to the states where it belongs. You know, this is an original... Uh, philosophy uh, from the founders, they had it right. The U.S. senators were never to be elected by the people. They were to be elected by the state legislatures to protect the state's sovereignty. That whole thing went away. And so 
Um, We really need a return to this. My fear is, um, is that the, the state, what do we need? How many states do you need to, to propose a convention of states? You need 38 to do that? Or is that for ratification? It's 34 to call it. Each state gets one vote. And right now, for those that care, uh, this is a nonpartisan effort, by the way, because we all want the same thing. We want safe schools, good neighborhoods, good economy, opportunities for jobs. So it's a nonpartisan effort. 34 states required to call a convention. Once they meet, and there's plenty of legal precedents and history behind this, uh, they, they, uh, once they meet, they select their rules and their leader. But each state gets one vote because they're acting as individual states. They can send as many people as they want and propose amendments. But if they can get 26, you know, a a simple majority, all they're doing is proposing amendments. So it then goes back to the states. And it's, yeah, no, and they can take as long as they want. And worst case, they can't decide on anything. But if they do decide on something, it's still just a piece of paper. It's a suggestion that the states take a look at it and ratify it. And that takes 38 states. So if you think about it, there are 38 state legislators required to pass this thing. You've got to have both houses in a state. There are 99 state houses because Nebraska just has the unicameral. Hmm. 13 individual bodies of those 99 could stop any proposal. So my challenge is uh, name the amendment that you think 26 states would have propose 38 states will ratify that you don't like fair enough now so this that's brings me to russ you know my objection to the convention of states i think you've almost addressed it i hate to even bring it up at this point but <laughs> i think i think i should is that my objection was a runaway convention that uh started with sure. all kinds of things i think you addressed that on some level i did yeah um that term didn't show up until the warren Burger court when they feared that a convention of states would overturn some of the things they'd done in those days, someone went back to them and said, Hey, what about this? And that's what they told them. So those that fear it generally quote him. And the truth is the states have met over 30 times in a similar situation, you know, all the way back to the Albany Congress, the stamp Act Congress, the yeah. first continental Congress. Good point. Um, Lots and lots. I mean, there's there's a really good book out by Rob Nadelson. Uh, it's the Law of Article Five, and it's a legal treatise. It's got tons of references. Sometimes it's a half a page. So um, before and after the Constitution was written, the states met using the very same process. So the only difference is these have the authority under the Constitution to propose amendments, and that's all. In fact, it says right in there for the purpose of proposing amendments. Once the, if they've exceeded that, then they've done nothing but simulate what Congress is doing right, right now. <laughs> so I have, well, I have absolutely no fear of it. Yeah, well, that, my, the reason that is debated for me or gone, I'm not even worried about that anymore. Quite frankly, it was, it was my initial reaction, and, and since then I've, um, I've, I've been convinced otherwise because, quite frankly, the federal sure. government's run away. It's completely out of control. Well, I, I mean, it's, and that's the concern I have is if we don't do something as a state and a people, I mean both, and that's the combination, states and right. people, to get this government back inside its, its Article One, Section 8 enumerated powers, then this thing will never end. And, it's gonna, it, and we'll right. be listening and to I, Fauci forever, and I don't want that. 
I felt the same way, actually. And there's a lot of us that were very skeptical of it. I used to fly helicopters in the Navy. And every once in a while, you got to land in a baseball field or something. <laughs> so I'm very, very skeptical of all things. I got to see that it works. <laughs> and I was skeptical of this. I thought, thought the Tenth Amendment was good. But uh, some of the fellows over at uh, Middle Resolution, you probably know a few oh, of those yeah. guys. Oh, my gosh, yes, they, of course. Uh, they're the ones that made me look at it. It was part of their uh, presentation. And when I questioned them about that, I said the Tenth Amendment ought to take care of it. And they said, well, let me give you a couple of things to look at, a couple of people to talk to. Yeah. And that's how I got hooked up with it. So. Well, well, essentially, the Tenth Amendment could be argued in favor of a convention of states, quite frankly. I mean, you could point to that and say that's the reason we ought to have a convention sure. of states. Yeah. Well, the problem with the Tenth Amendment is it's like whack-a-mole. Every state has to address every issue in the court system, and then they could change the issue and you've got to do it all over again. So it's way too much work. It's, it's more work than this, and this is a lot of work. So how can people find out more about this Convention of States idea? Go to conventionofstates.com. There are a couple of tabs up at the top. Uh, one of them is resources. And uh, you can scroll down there. They list very clearly all of the objections and all of the reasons that uh, the objections are not a problem. The typical ones are, it's going to run away, yeah. uh, you don't know what the rules are, things like that. Right. It's all listed there. Uh, the list of endorsements is huge. Uh, this all started about the same time Mark Levin wrote the Liberty Amendment. All right. And uh, Well, just for those people who know, the, 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 um, the endorsement started with George Mason, in case somebody's wondering. So that, let's just start with that one. <laughs> yeah, real good. All That's right. A good so, one. So, he brought it up. He brought it up two days before the Constitution was completed because they knew the states wouldn't or the Congress wouldn't behave. They knew the government would grow. They just watched George uh, over in England there tear up their whole future. Isn't that interesting? Because people have forgotten that the argument. Even Madison argued that the government or the Constitution limited itself. He argued that with Patrick Henry. These founders knew that this oh, would yeah. be a, a problem. I mean, and and. It didn't happen. I mean, obviously, the Constitution is being ignored by so many people, and it's it's a shame. I'm in favor of this. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Count the Lee brothers in on this one. Thanks, Russ. Good talking to you. Conventionofstates.com. Yep. Or, yeah, Bye -bye. Perfect. All right. Thank you. That's Russ Beyer. He is the uh, he's with New Kent County Convention of States volunteer. And I, if Richard is here, you'd say a truly great American. And how could you not be? If you don't believe in this Constitution Federalist idea, and if you don't have no clue at federalism, just look it, look it up. Or, I don't know, take a course on the Federalist Papers. That might help you. All right, coming up, we'll discuss a little bit more of this. And a uh, very interesting men's gay choir. It's not about uh, tolerance anymore. It's about conversion. That in 60 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Mojo Five O. Live free. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. 
My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all the reading. The Lee Brothers. <laughs> Our version of the Federalist Papers. And you don't have to read it. You know, there's some truth to that. You can join us here every week. We'll give you an update on what federalism is. And actually, the founding fathers recognized two main principles that had to be dealt with. One is the separation of powers and the idea of federalism would give more people more freedom and uh, a, sh- a shelter against tyranny. And uh, unfortunately, in our country, we don't even argue these things. We just argue whether the government ought to regulate the water we're flushing in our toilets in Midlothian, Virginia. Or in Iowa. But we have an EPA, unaccounted for, unelected bureaucrat agency in Washington, D.C. that tells a little town in Iowa that you have to use this toilet in your house. Yeah, that, that's how bad it is. But that's, that's nothing. It's worse than that. It's not even, that's not even close to how, I mean, that example you can laugh about. I mean, but it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. That's why I think if we did have a co-presidency, the first thing I would do is have a black Sharpie, the entire federal budget, and two large pizzas, and a six-pack of beer. But Richard likes milk. I don't know why, you know, Richard gets milk and pizza? Milk and pizza. Who eats, who drinks milk with pizza? I, I've never done that. But he, he's always done it. I just thought it was strange. I thought beer and pizza, that's a pretty good combination. And how do you argue that one? I mean, that's like the staple of every man. And if it's not, turn your man card in. But me and Richard, two black Sharpies, you know, the real thick black Sharpies, the big ones, you have to hold, you know, it's like a, you know, that and the budget. And we could eliminate, I would eliminate everything that's not enumerated. In other words, if it's not listed in Article 1, Section 8, it goes away. That doesn't mean it goes away for everything. It means this federal government no longer does it. You see how easy that is? It's not that if the federal government doesn't do it, there's a group of people who think it's never going to be done. Or there's a group of people who think that only federal government should do it. Charity would be an example of that. If the federal government isn't giving out food stamps, then people will starve. No, they're not. No, no one is going to starve in America. You know why? Because we're America. And I'll give you an example of this. Even if you're a big liberal do-gooder, or someone knocked on your door and said, hey, I'm, I can't feed my family this week. You can turn your back on them? Of course not. If they can't feed their family, you would de- definitely get involved. What's problem today is when someone says, I can't feed my family, there's 18 government groups that swoop in, never even verify that it's accurate, and dump all kinds of, 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 uh, of, of money and stuff on them that makes them dependent. That's why Madison even said the best charity is the one that's closest to you, because that's who knows who needs it. Your families, friends, neighborhoods, churches, communities, they know who really needs it. 
and it's a better method. Why send your money to Washington, D.C., have them give you pittance back off the dollar, and they call it charity? Then you can have, you know, Mark Warner stand up there and say, I'm going to make sure everybody has meat and fish. Fresh fruits and vegetables, um, and meat and fish. <laughs> That's pretty good. you got to admit, he comes up with some of the best. And he takes care of Major League Baseball, too. Uh, is, um, is Minor League Baseball. Minor League Baseball, he says. That's where your money should be coming from. So, anyway, makes these guys powerful. They can stand up there and go, look what I'm doing. I'm making sure major, Minor League Baseball is fair. And there's meat and fish. Neither of the job of Mark Warner or Tim Kaine, which... Timmy! Okay, thank you. All right, so um, th- th- this, there is a radical radical cultural debate and it's it's really it's amazing to me because i never thought in my lifetime that a debate would be whether to expose kids and children to any kind of sexual anything to have an lgbt anywhere in our community is to have to explain to a child what bisexual is or what gay is explain that to someone explain male Gayness. Explain what happens when two men are together to children. Explain it to an adult and let them get figure that. I mean, it's just, it's not right. This is why these things were better when they were in the doors, in your bedroom, because no one cared. And I mean that seriously. No one cares what you do behind doors. In fact, the country is extremely tolerant. If the country knew that you were doing things behind doors, they would say, okay, let's go behind doors. That's fine. Let's not lay it out for people. That is tolerance. America is very tolerant. We are. In fact, I know nobody that's intolerant. I know people who have standards of right and wrong, but that is no longer acceptable. You can't have a standard of right and wrong, Scott. Are you insane? What, What country do you think this is? What cultural do you think this is? It's, it's, it's like this. People don't mind what you do in your room. What they mind is if you walk up in their face and scream it in their face what you do in the room, along with their kids. They're walking through the park with their kids, and you come up and scream in their face about it. It's like smoking. If you don't like smoking, you can just stay away from smoking. But if you ran into somebody who smokes, and they walked up to you and took a puff of that cigarette and blew it in your face knowing you don't like smoking, what do you think that's going to do? Exactly. Why can't people who smoke just go smoke? Why can't people who are gay in the radical gay movement, because there's plenty of gay people who aren't like this, just be gay? Why do they have to say this? As we celebrate pride on the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we've a message. By the way, who's working against equal rights? Is there a group of people? Raise your hand. Are you in the group against equal rights? No, there's no one against equal rights. Now, how you frame it is ridiculous, but there's no one against it. We've a message for you. You think we're sinful? You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. You're correct. We're coming after your kids. This is blowing smoke in the face of people who are trying to raise their kids. Again, 
this is a gay band, a gay choir singing to apparently the world saying we're gay. And not only do you have to like it, you've got to be converted to it. It's a little bit more intolerance, isn't it? Actually, it sounds to me like they're the intolerant ones. You mean you don't believe like me? You mean you don't have your kids in gay sex classes? That's ridiculous. That's intolerance. You think you think these people are tolerant? Just check out that song. You can look up the gay uh, choir. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It's a, slout, a sliding our culture, not for the better. These people aren't tolerant. These people are blowing smoke in your face, and they want to fight. And quite frankly, it's ridiculous. No one else wants to fight. They do. There's proof. We're coming after your kids. That's a fight. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. Hi there. I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's mypills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy with mypillstogo.com. My daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at mypillstogo.com. That's mypills, the number two, go. Dot com. My pills, the number two, go.com. A dose guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Truth, justice, and the American way? And that's just Richard. The Leaders. And oft times door to door, literally knocking on doors. Knocking on doors. If you're not part of the, uh, the, the, the indoctrinate your children, they'll come knock on your doors. Is there a, there could be a combination effect here. The gay choir could get together with Biden. They come knock on your doors. Then what are you going to do? Is your, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors. So are you, uh, you got any kids in there? We can tell them about the gay lifestyle because we must convert them. So it turns out one thing I didn't mention here, and it's actually a very good point is they, they received a ton of backlash from this and they sent out a press release saying this was taken out of context. It's not what we mean. Wow. And apparently, I don't know if the video's still up or not. I do not know the answer to that. You can, you can look it up. But they did come back and say, that's ah, not what we're after. We're not after. We're not after indoctrinating your children. We just said it in a song to be cute. And, of course, we're not supposed to take it literally. So it's our fault. We took it literally. I'm sorry. It was an uh, attempt of humor. Somehow I missed it. <laughs> I missed it poorly. However, there's a campaign to push the LGBT propaganda in kitty shows. Ah, that's interesting. According to an extensive report by Entertainment Insider, highlighted the increase of LGBTQ messaging in children's programming. Oh, okay. So the gay choir was wrong. But Entertainment Insiders noticed there's a huge movement towards children's programming. That's interesting. 
One way activists have accomplished this by getting around the typical merit-based hiring process, and they're searching specifically for staff members of the LGBT community for children's shows. And, of course, Disney this week has said that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, prepare for 4th of July fireworks. Remove that. They no longer will say that. Instead, they said, good evening, dreamers of all ages. No, they didn't mean this. They're not searching to have your kids indoctrinated. They're not going to convert your children. Don't worry about it. All right, coming up. um, This is unbelievable. This uh, spelling bee champ happens to be, it's about skin color. And a new hair dedication, a mural in uh, in D.C. Hair dedication. Not kidding you. That's next. LeeBrothers.com. Promoting the four F's freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo 5 0. Richmond, the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers. Spanberger! Congressman Spanberger has a challenger, and she'll join us this hour. The Republican candidate for governor, Glenn Youngkin. He's pro-life. Who would it? Why is this an issue? So he says he's pro-life, and the some people will disagree, and it's an issue. I can't wait to explain, and we will. That's next. And police chase results in an accidental death in Minneapolis and Richmond. Some say we should stop chases, should we? We'll discuss it. That's next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, <laughs> Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my, my friend, my dear friend, and my dear brother, Richard Lee, is uh, in the hospital as, as we speak. And uh, he has uh, got some issues that keep him there. And he promised me on the phone... That he's not leaving until they fix it. And trust me, if you were a nurse or a doctor and you are working with Richard Lee, um, you will be uh, entertained. As uh, you used to be here when he was with me and made it the only two-headed talk show in Richmond. Miss Richard greatly. He'll be back. Uh, Richard at theleebrothers.com. Richard at theleebrothers.com is how you can send him a note. Uh, we, we appreciate those who have. Very nice of you. He reads these things. He's a huge fan of uh, of you. He is. He's a huge fan of you. Me, not so much, but that's a different story. He had to live with me forever. I mean, when that happens, you you develop this. It's a love-hate thing, quite frankly, and most people who've known me a long time understand it quite clearly. All right, up and running here, theleebrothers.com and mojo50.com. Mojo50.com. And it, would you do me a favor as you go to Mojo50? We have some unbelievable uh, hosts there that are 24-7 over at Mojo50.com, the new home of the Lee Brothers, great radio station. And you can uh, you can listen to that, Mojo50.com. 
the uh, so many things happened this week, and the, the 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 most recent one just set me just set me off. It was when I saw there's a new spelling bee winner. I thought that's kind of cool. I always was so impressed. I am the world's worst speller. I can't spell, and and I'm so glad Google came along to help me. And these new, all the new uh, emails and Word document, you can't misspell a word anymore. I mean, if you're writing the word, the computer says that's wrong. Now, now when I grew up, there was no such thing. There were no computers when I went to school, high school, college. It wasn't. You, you had to write things out, and uh, you had to look up the word to make sure you spelt it right. Nowadays, there's no chance you're going to misspell something. The problem with that is you never learn how to spell. So that is, uh, that's good, right? <clears throat> Not so much. Uh, so when I, he- when I hear that there's a... Um, uh, a spelling um, bee winner. I'm like, hey, that's impressive. 14 year old girl wins the spelling bee. The words I never heard of, she's spelling. It's actually quite impressive. But it turns out that's not the impressive part. It really, it, that's not the impressive part. The impressive part, it turns out, it's the first African American winning a spelling bee. Here's the title First African American Spelling Bee Champ Breezes to Win. Now, when I first read this, I thought they were saying the first African-American spelling bee. In other words, it was only African-Americans in the spelling bee. And I was like, what? We couldn't. Please tell me we're not doing that. Well, it turns out we're not doing that. But this is the first winner who's an African-American. And by the way, if you didn't notice, other people did. And how dare you not notice? I like the best possible outcome. Was, uh, it was really good. And, and how about making history the first African-American champion? How about that, George Stephanopoulos? I'm th- I t- what, would it be any more insulting if he would say it to a white person? Oh, Scott Lee, whites have won a lot. How insulting is that? What are you looking? How could you possibly look at that and think that? This is insulting. By the way, this girl is 14. Who's telling her she's an African-American? Who's telling her to identify by the color of your skin to everywhere you go? Who's saying this? And how annoying is that? I was so annoyed by this. Oh, it's frustrating. And, and how about making history the first African-American champion? That feels really good, too, because I'm hoping that in a few years, a few years, I'll see a whole lot more African-American females and males, too, are doing well in the script spelling bee because it's kind of sad how there's like a, a great lack of those people... Well, at least we got the little 14-year-old indoctrinated now. Remember, you don't look at Americans as Americans. You don't look at people on their ability and merit and thank them for great being such an excellent speller. No, we got to add to it. You're a black little girl. You don't know that? Don't you want more black little girls? Oh, I guess that's true. Hmm. No more whites. We just want black. This is insanity. It's unhealthy. It's wrong. And um, it's unfortunate because why, why wouldn't we even even mention this? But everything is a glass ceiling broken. Everything is the color of skin now. And it's, it's really, it's wrong. I mean, it's, it's not right. Everyone knows it's not right. They still have their whiteness. Oh, that's a good point, Oprah Winfrey. Still have their whiteness. All right, so this, uh, there, the, there is a mural revealed in D.C. that celebrates black natural hairstyles. I I, I, I kid you not. They actually called a press conference so the mayor could unveil a mural highlighting black natural hairstyles. 
They hired an artist to paint it on a brick wall. I mean, this is this is becoming this is laughable. This like this is the Babylon B parody. This this is real. Oh oh no, it's real. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to historic Anacostia. So excited we're here, and the Crown Coalition have worked tirelessly since 2018 to create a respectful and open world for natural hair. That's what Crown <laughs> stands for. Oh my gosh! No, this is serious. We worked tirelessly over the years for natural hair. Natural hair. Now that you would think it's a parody, right? I mean, there's only one, one thing. It. I mean, who who would do this? Oh, there's more. A powerful message that we can send. It's a powerful message. We're talking about hair. I kid you not. This is a full on press conference. I can't imagine people showing up for this. I mean, there might have been three people on the stage and in the crowd. I, I don't know. I couldn't see any video I got. Every press conference I saw didn't show the crowd. Who goes, what are you doing today? Well, I'm going to go to this new uh, revealing of the hair mural. Uh, excuse me? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be unbelievable. It's, it's going to be packed. It's one of the most unbelievable. We've been fighting our whole lives for this. <laughs> A powerful message that we can send to our community and beyond that we're celebrating the importance of protecting Black women protect. Now we're protecting black women? That's what this is doing? Have we overplayed our hand here just a bit? I think we have. I, I just want to say, I think we've taken this a little too far. This has nothing to do. The, there were days when it wasn't. It. Now we got to worry about hair. we got to worry that the spelling bee winner is black. We have to worry about black women's hair now. And by the way, it's about more than just hair, apparently. Um, our uniqueness. Um, our hair should not be the center of the battles that we're fighting daily. I completely agree. Your hair should not be the center of attention. It certainly doesn't need some big painting on a wall or a press conference. It, it simply does not. <laughs> it's serious, right? I mean, th- th- okay, we can have some fun with this. There's nothing wrong with, with the fun. Now, here is, I, I think this is the artist. Is this the Okay, we don't know. It's either the artist or someone. We'll play the clip. This is them talking about the, the, the painting on the wall and hair. Because this entire time, apparently, it was a threat to people. We didn't know it. In addition to um, the importance of having natural hair, it's also important to have self-care. So, so thank you so very much. It ex- the importance of having natural hair. Have I lived under a rock? How did I miss that in some place in Washington, D.C., this became a press conference? I can't believe we almost missed this here. I'm glad we're covering it because you almost missed it. In fact, I'm willing to bet at mojo50.com you're listening. There's no one who's heard of this. If you've heard of this before now, Patriots at the LeeBrothers.com. I want to hear it. Patriots at the Lee. If you heard of this before now, because it's first I heard of it. Well, thank you so very much. It exists. So those children from Digital Pioneers Academy and other children from this community can see themselves. So they can know that in all their beauty, natural beauty, they can exist in the world with the same liberties and the same justice. What? This is about liberty and justice this whole time? These kids didn't have liberty and justice because they couldn't have natural hair? This is a parody. There's no way this is real. There's just no way. These are adults who pushed and lobbied for this? Wow. This is an example of having way too much time on your hands.
All right, let's come, let's let's uh, let's talk about the police chases in Minneapolis and Richmond that are now causing people to not only more than defund, get rid of police chases in general. Will there be consequences of that? We'll share that with you in sixty seconds. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. Every Mojo Five O show is available on demand at Mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. The Lee Brothers. Richard is home from the hospital. Very good news. I guess when you get your face buried in this studio and things going on, you miss that. But he is home, which means he's getting better, which your prayers are answered. Thank you so much. LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. All right, so um, coming up in the uh, in the program, we're going to talk to uh, uh, Abigail Spamberger's competition and um she is um tina ramirez she's running against spamberger we can't wait to talk about that because it's a big deal here in virginia we'll cover it in minneapolis this week uh a police were chasing a uh pursuit of vehicle linked to multiple robberies and they had no idea who was in the car they no, the car took off because the person who gave them the license lied to them or didn't give them their license, lied to them about their name, and they said, shut the car off. The car took off. Police pursued in Minneapolis that caused an accident, and it ended up killing uh, somebody who was in some strange way connected to the George Floyd case. Apparently, the guy who died from the injuries in the car accident was actually filmed the attack on Floyd, which is really interesting how that all came together. In Richmond, Chesterfield County, uh, or Henrico police officer stopped a guy by the name of Say at the intersection of Eubank Road and Lewis Road after observing a traffic violation. Say stopped but could not produce any identification, so he fled the scene. It turns out that there was uh, he was a felon, and that's why he ran. And he got in a car accident and killed himself. Now, all over the press is we must stop car chases. 
We can't just pull someone over for something or, or chase someone down for something we don't know what they did. I'll explain more why I think that's a fallacy. But first, CNN talked about the Minneapolis accident, and you're not, you will not believe. Now, this is CNN. This is a prominent TV show, apparently, on CNN. Here's the clip. The police seem to prey on the same black people over and over and over again. I will- so stop right there. This police officer did not know who was in the car. They didn't pull the person over and go, oh, before they pulled over, they checked the license and go, hey, that's the person that filmed Floyd. Let's go get him. That, that didn't happen. The, the, apparently, the guy was uh, a felon, and they went to pull him over and pursue. Oh, he's a multiple robberies. That's what it was. So, again, it starts with a complete lie from the beginning, but we'll continue. These seem to prey on the same black people over right. and over and over again. I've always made it abundantly clear. I believe in abolishing police, getting rid of it entirely, starting from the beginning. We've done that before. We've done it with the Department of War. But in this moment, <laughs> what should the country be learning from the fact that the young woman who already witnessed violence that she had no part of just lost her uncle to the wanton violence and irresponsibility of the police. What's the Hang on, the wanted violence and irresponsible. The police, he was running from the police. The police had every legitimate reason to chase him. It wasn't purposeful. But forget that fact. We're here to make a statement politically, Scott. That's what CNN does. It doesn't matter what the facts are. It only matters what we can say with impunity to uh, to uh, push through our agenda. So I'm sorry. Let's let it play to the wanton violence and irresponsibility of the police. What's the lesson that the nation needs to be learning right now? Here we go. The lesson the nation needs to learn in this moment is that the system is working precisely as it was designed. That to revisit the same black families, black people, and black communities is not happenstance. It's not an accident. This is intentional. This is a choice. It's intentional? These people are the problem. Not the police, not chasing the bad guys. These people on CNN are horrible. How could you possibly say that? How could you possibly say it's purposeful? Because it's not about facts. It's about an agenda. If you have this massive presupposition that believes that the cops are evil and they're bad, you can say this stuff with impunity and actually believe it in your own mind. You actually can like... What I'm saying is true. These police did it on purpose. It's a conspiracy. They come after us because we're black. That's what they're told. That's what they believe in their minds so they can say it without a problem. Police chases happen not because the police want to have more accidents, not because the police are destined to get in an accident or love driving at high rates of speed with sirens on. That's not why they're doing it. The first question you have to ask is, why would someone run from the police? Now, you can come up with multiple reasons. You can come up with the most innocent and mundane one, which means they're scared to get a ticket, or they freaked out for some reason and drove off. I would suggest to you that's very small. Most people running from police are running because they're a bad guy. They have a 1,000 warrants out for the arrest. They're a felon, which means they did something very bad. But the truth is, 
we don't know why they're running. We can speculate all day long. It's not worth chasing them down. Well, how do you know it's not worth it? Because someone might die. Well, how do you know why they're running to make that kind of a judgment? For example, how do you know the person running doesn't have a body of a kidnapped person in the back of their car that they're going to kill? How do you know that the person who's running didn't just murder a family on the corner street? Only thing we know is the guys running from the police. We don't know the answers. We don't know that by not chasing him and grabbing him and stopping him, we could prevent other crimes. We, we, we don't know these things. Now, it's easy Monday morning quarterbacking. Oh, look what happened. You chased a guy that was just trying to get out of a speeding ticket, and he killed someone. We, we didn't know that. So where should the emphasis be placed? In my opinion, it's not on the police. It's on the person that runs. We ought to have such incredible laws that if you run from the police and you injure somebody in a police chase, you will go to prison for the rest of your life. Let's start with that premise. Or how about the premise, don't run from the police because you could kill someone. It's funny how the person running from the police isn't responsible for the death of someone. It's the police whose job is to stop the guy who's running from the police because we don't know why he's running. He's obviously a criminal. In both these cases, these were bad people. And we're supposed to just go, oh, well. I love the comments at the bottom of these articles. Here's one. Sorry, but high-speed pursuits always end badly for innocent citizens. Yeah, they usually do. Unless a known criminal was a known crime was committed, a traffic infraction isn't worth the risk of a chase. If you know all that, oh, I'm sure that could be the case. If you know those things, but do you know them? You don't. Here's another one. Police pursuits are so dangerous they should be reserved for only life-threatening situations, and this was not one. Now you know it's not one. How did you not know before that? Would the police know that? Are they clairvoyant? Are they omniscient? How do they know? They don't. You want another one? Here's one. Power tripping cop. Unless the target is on their way to kill someone, high-speed chases should be forbidden. And how do you know that? This is, this is lunacy. This is how people argue in today's culture, and it's crazy. But this guy from CNN, get rid of him. Start completely over. Pure insanity. All right, let's try to do something a little bit different, shall we? We'll continue on this, actually. I might have some more comments. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo Five O. Hi there. I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found MyPillsToGo. That's MyPills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy with MyPillsToGo.com. My daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPills, the number two, go.com. MyPills, the number two, go.com. A Dose Guardian company. 
Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. In the mold of Madison, Jefferson, and Henry, real Virginians, the Lee Brothers. Well, I won't back down. And we shouldn't. No, I won't back down. Don't back down unless they come knocking on your door. And oft times door to door, literally knocking on doors. <laughs> and then you back down. <laughs> oh, LeeBrothers.com or Mojo50.com. There you'll find a link to us. And uh, we're huge fans. Huge fans of Mojo50. You should be too. You know, I was thinking about this at the break, only because I've got nothing else to think about. Uh, two things, really, I was thinking about. One is I'm glad Richard's home from the hospital. That's always a good thing because he told me he's not getting out of there until they fix him. So apparently, Richard's fixed, and uh, we should all be grateful for that. And, uh, and praise God for it. So thank you uh, for all your prayers for Richard. And hopefully he'll be back here next week as he's been, uh, he's been struggling for the last month or so. So continue to pray for him. The second thing I was thinking about is how is it that in just a short amount of time, in less than a year, the, the police are always wrong? Always. Now, we live in a fallen world where the police are human beings. Are we really expecting perfection from human beings? Now, it's further, it's, it's, it's a long way to go from saying, no, cops aren't perfect, there's going to be mistakes. But the other side of that takes it even further. Not only are there mistakes, they're purposely racist and out to kill black people. It's taking it too far. You're creating a divide in our country that's not necessary. And it's, it's scary because we don't need to be doing that. But at CNN, this is normal thought. This is exactly how they think there. The, the, the default position is hate America, hate the police, everybody's racist, and we're the only ones that figured it out. And government is the answer. That's CNN. That's it. You don't have to ever watch it again because I just told you what it's about. That's the truth. All right, coming up. Got to share this with you because Abigail Spamberger, our congressman here in central Virginia, now has a contender. Extremely happy with Tina Ramirez. She's coming up. And we'll share that with you and more about Glenn Youngkin and how he's pro-life and how scary that is. Check us out, LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 50. Mojo50.com. We built this city. Yes. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. And on other things, quite frankly. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the capital, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers, 
Virginia citizens and American patriots, and aren't you all? My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother, sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. Of course, Richard is uh, not here. He's uh, just got out of the hospital. He's feeling better, and we covet your prayers for my brother, and uh, hopefully he'll be back here next week. But you can send him an email, richard at theleebrothers.com, richard at theleebrothers.com. All right, check us out at mojo50.com, mojo50.com. When you do, you'll find two great videos there by clicking on us. The homeless crisis, it's a government-imposed problem. It's not about homes, I must admit, and you'll figure that out at mojo50.com. And the Delta variant, it's not as dangerous as you might think. The Delta variant, by the way, is an interesting word. Variant. If you say variant in any conversation, you're instantly smarter than everyone in the room, and you win. And so Fauci probably uses it all the time. Delta variant. Why why is it Delta? I guess there's different levels. There's Alpha, too, I I understand to be. But at mojo50.com, you can uh, get a glimpse of that and feel much, much better. So we get an email from time to time from people. People, give us an email. And I got one from Abigail Spanberger who um, obviously is not a fan of ours. She might be. I mean, I mean, I, I probably would be a fan of hers if she wasn't a congressman because right now she's detrimental to the cause of freedom and liberty. But uh, I get an email from her saying, I have a competitor. I have an opponent, she says. I'm like, well, that's interesting. So I open it up. And sure enough, she says, uh, breaking news, another Republican opponent just announced their campaign to defeat me in 2022. And before I went any further, I happen to know exactly who that is because I have met this opponent, and uh, I'm a fan. So joining me right now is this opponent, Tina Ramirez. Hey, Tina. Hi. Great to be with you. <laughs> it's <was> fun. <laughs> Isn't it? We, we haven't done the interview yet. No, thank you for that. <laughs> I, well, I'm excited. I mean, she, she sent out another email this week asking for money. So with two within a week, I, I feel... I feel like we're off to a really great start. <laughs> well, you're off to an early start, no doubt about that. It's, we're about a year away from the actual con, the actual primary, right? Yeah, absolutely. But you know, we we do this often in Virginia where we wait too long, and then you know we don't run competitively against these Democrats that are that are you know taking over our state. So we've got to do it early. She, Abigail Stamberger raises about a quarter of a million every few months, and so to run competitively and to win back the seat, we have to get in early. And I'm committed to winning back the seat for us. Well, to take more than money, Tina, and you know that, it'll take this passion and ability mm-hmm. to to convince people that, um, you know, the Republican uh, vision is correct. Are you the person to do that? Well, I believe so. And I am excited about taking her on. I, I remember being at a Labor Day parade with her in Powhatan, a couple years ago when I first announced and running straight up to her and saying, hi, I'm Tina Ramirez, look forward to the race. And she's been running scared ever since. So I know that she's terrified and I am looking forward to it. I mean, we all, we, we all know that, that Abigail Scamberger ran up to DC as this you know, strong, fierce, independent woman. But I mean, the reality is she's been running lockstep with Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi ever since she got up there. So, um, I mean, she, she's really one of those liberal congressmen, women up there. She's, taking more money than anyone else from the teachers unions, which are destroying our schools and our education system, trying to indoctrinate our kids. She's uh, a huge advocate of pro act, which another legislation that are going to cripple small businesses. I run one myself. So I've seen this firsthand and 
She's also a huge proponent of HR one, which is going to destroy our elections or the you know integrity in our elections. So she she didn't have a voting record before, but she does now, and she really is just a rubber stamp for Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. We need to we need to have a check on her, and when I run against her, that's what we're going to do. Well, I, there's no doubt she paints herself as some kind of moderate when everything about her and what she does <laughs> is far from that. Uh, I do think, though, the, the race between uh, two women who can show bold differences in their platforms would make a huge difference in District 7. Do you agree with that? Well, absolutely, because she's actually going to have to talk about the issues and stop playing identity politics. And I, you know, I'm really looking forward to that debate. It was actually interesting because, as I'm sure you've seen, she's uh, Ilhan Omar has been making a lot of anti-Semitic comments and attacking Israel and right. supporting Hamas, supporting terrorist organizations, and calling our allies Israel terrorists. I mean, this is insane. And Abigail Spanberger sits with her on the Foreign Affairs Committee and has done nothing. And I think one of the things that she tried to run on was being a foreign policy expert. You know, having worked in the CIA and and really, the fact that she can sit on the Foreign Affairs Committee as a member of Congress and say nothing says a lot about her. So either, either you know, she's, she's just ignorant of what's happening, I mean, which I don't see how she could be, or, or she really believes in what Ilhan Omar is saying. Or, you know, but either way, or maybe she's just spineless. I don't know. But either way, it's completely unacceptable for a member of Congress to be doing that. And I... I um, I, so I run an international organization that does human rights and helps defend fundamental freedoms around the world. And I am always dealing with authoritarian regimes. And I can tell you that I've never once not stood up to them for doing the right thing and for standing up for the dignity and freedom of others. So the fact that Abigail Spamberger is sitting on the committee and allowing someone to treat our strongest ally in the Middle East as a terrorist group and siding with Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, um, I just think it's spineless, and I think she needs to be held accountable for that. Well, I, I think you're great for pointing that out. I think you're dead on. The fact that they all wore the white dresses at the State of the Union and it signifies that they're united <laughs> through and through on everything that they that they do. I don't even know if you own a white dress, but if you do, I, I probably wouldn't put it on and say you know with them. Hey, Tina, what do you think the person? <laughs> The person I, w- I wouldn't have been wearing a white dress. <laughs> <laughs> so you're 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 a uh, you're a person in let's say the suburbs of uh, Richmond and Midlothian. They hear Tina's name. What do you want them to think when they hear about you? What what is the thing? You, maybe some of the big issues that you think this is what I am going to make sure they understand. Yeah, the, the most important thing is I. I mean, I grew up in Powhatan. My my mom family is from Bonaire, from Chesterfield. I live in Chesterfield with my daughter. I'm a single mom. Um, my daughter is six years old, and I she's just the joy of my life. But, you know, I I wake up every morning, and as I mentioned, I, I run a global human rights organization. I work against authoritarian regimes and to defend freedom around the world. But I'm in Iraq. I'm in Nigeria. I'm in all of these countries around the world. I come home, and I see my daughter, and I see the kind of America she's growing up in, and I am frightened as many parents today are, because the America she's growing up in is not the one that I grew up in. It wasn't, you know, the the Powhatan that I grew up in. Um, You know, right now in Powhatan County, they're dealing with critical race theory in their schools. They are teaching kids racist ideas. My daughter is biracial, and I am especially sensitive to the fact that they are teaching in the schools that she should then hate her mother because she's Caucasian and Hispanic. (laughs) And it's, I mean, it's, 
what they're doing in schools and indoctrinating our kids is absolutely horrendous. And so I mean, I've been fighting against that. I, but I'm very, I've defended freedom around the world. I'm very concerned with the attacks on our freedoms here in America from our freedom of speech, to our freedom of conscience and thought. And because these are ideas I've fought for around the rest of the world, I'm just, I'm very concerned. And I believe that, you know, this is a huge sacrifice to get in the race again, especially as a single parent. But, but to me, it's worth it because I've seen people literally give their lives for freedom in these other countries. And that is the least that I can do here because we cannot lose it. America is a beacon of hope to everyone in the world. Um, you know, our foundation of liberty and freedom is what gives people hope where they don't have it. And I want to continue to be that beacon of freedom of hope for everyone so, and for my daughter and for her future. No, I couldn't have said it better. It's fantastic. I, I would I would say that Abigail Spanberger's vision is a more powerful federal government that by definition limits the freedom <laughs> of America. And and if you're gonna yep. go, if you're gonna take mm-hmm. that seat and you're gonna be the congressman from District Seven, Tina Ramirez I, I would think that your vision would be a, a smaller federal government that expands freedom to the people in your district. By definition, that would be Ab- an example of it. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And I think that's the biggest contrast when you look at someone like Sandberger versus myself or any other Republican is that we actually believe that the government should be limited. You know, my, my answer is not that the government is a solution to problems. The government needs to get out of our way. So, you know, that's what I've seen around the rest of the world. I want to empower people right. to understand their rights and, and live in freedom and dignity with their rights. And right now the government's not doing that. I mean, we see it, we see it across the board. We see that, you know, in our education system, the public schools are a disaster. They're trying to indoctrinate our kids. They shut down schools. I can't tell you how many families in the suburbs where I live were scrambling to figure out what to do with their kids so that they wouldn't miss out on their it's education. Insane. It's insane. And, and I'm not exactly, and I'm not exactly sure what the Democrats thought a single parent like myself who works full time would be able to do, but you know we worked it out anyway. And then on the economy, we just see what they're doing, where they're shutting down businesses, they're putting all these regulations on them. I, I deal with it every day in my own business. And you know, during COVID, they just need to get out of the way. Being a small businesswoman myself, I understand that government and regulations are crippling us, and that small businesses are the backbone of the economy. And when the government gets out of the way, we can actually rebuild and recover. But when they're, you know, constantly putting these these um, restrictions on us, we can't. And but ultimately, I think the biggest challenge is just that we have got to get rid of career politicians. I mean, they are going to Washington thinking that we are literally their personal piggy bank. And as a single parent who literally, you know, puts my life in danger in the work that I do around the world. I find it abhorrent that they want to treat me like their own personal piggy bank. I work very hard to provide for my daughter and, you know, I do not work for them. They are there to serve us and work for us. And we need citizen legislators back in Washington and And we need people that are just willing to, sorry. No, 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 I was just going to say, and then that pat you on the head and say, you cute little surf and peasant, you just keep to do what we say. That's annoying. Quite frankly, it's uh, it is un-American. Well, Scott, I don't know if you saw one of Abigail Sandberger's posts recently or the letter that you got from Joe Biden that basically said, hey, we're so excited to let you know that we got you more money for your, your child tax credit this year. And I, and I thought, you know, only a Democrat would tell me how, that I should be thankful for how they're willing to spend more of my money and try to give it back to me. <laughs> like, no kidding. You know, only a Democrat. <laughs> well, not only that, it's, it's the like, same. Thank you, but that's my money. Exactly. It's not yours to give, it's mine. <laughs> it's also hilarious how they're so compassionate with someone else's wallet. 
I always found that interesting. Oh. Hey, let me show you how compassionate oh, I am. Excuse yeah. me, give me $20. I'm going to give it to this person and, and you can say, you can thank me. It's absurd. It's the way that Washington thinks. Tina, how can people find out more about you? So go to tinaramirez.com and you can learn about me and my, and my campaign. We, I mean, we hit the ground running. We raised a hundred thousand dollars in the first week that I announced. I was, um, I've been doing interviews and just very excited. I mean, that's, you know, it's just unreal the amount of support that we've gotten. I hope people will go on to tinaramirez.com and donate, volunteer, help me get out there and, and win back this district. I can't believe there's other interviews other than us. I'm a little disappointed, but that's okay. I understand. All right, great. Thanks, thanks Tina. Always a, always a pleasure talking with you. Good luck in the campaign. We'll be watching. Thank you. Well, it's great being with you. You bet. Thank you. That is Tina Ramirez. She is the candidate, Republican candidate, even before the primary starts, a year away for District 7 against Abigail Spenberger. Look forward to that debate. And if Richard's here, he'd, he'd say simply this. She is a great American. All right, coming up, another great American, Glenn Youngkin. Turns out he's pro-life. Who would have known? That in 60 seconds. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. Mojo Five O. Live free. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You take a lot of medications and pills. Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all the reading. The Libra. That's what we do here. We rock it out. Who is this? Guns and Roses. I forgot who this was. It's a long time since I listened to them. Good song, though. Did you crank it back up there? Virginia citizens and American patriots in the mold of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry. And shouldn't we all at this point? Tina's a great, uh, a great candidate. She's gonna, she's gonna do great. And I love these, these bold differences. You know, Reagan talked about this, and I, I think when America finally sees what's going on in this far off land. You know, I talk about this all the time, this place, it's got a big beltway around it. These people act like they're kings and queens, and they they look down at us, and they scoff and pat us on the head like peasants and go, look what I did for you. It makes me want to throw up. I don't want you to do anything for me. But there's a group of Americans who do. I, You know, I always thought that being a congressman would be better if it were like jury duty. You know, you walk to your mailbox, you open it up, you pull it out, and Crap, i got to be congressman this month. That system 
would probably give us more freedom and liberty than we've ever had in the country's history. Now, now Madison's right. I liked his representative idea and that type of thing. It's perfect. But, man, imagine being – if you had to be congressman for a month, you'd go up there and go, this is ridiculous. We're not doing any of this stuff. You would just say, boom, boom, boom. I got to go home in 30 days. I can't wait to make that happen. I mean, that's what we want. We want people to go there who don't really want to be there. Almost I get the sense that that was the way Tina was. Like, I don't want to do this. I mean, I've got a single mom. I can, but my country needs me. We need people like that. You get the sense that Abigail Spangler is walking around going, my country needs, no. She's like, I get to wear a white dress and sit beside Oma. I mean, and, and uh, what's her name? AOC. Oh, this is ridiculous that she's from Virginia and sits next with those people. It's unbelievable. So Glenn Youngkin was, uh, was caught by the uh, a leftist uh, conspirer at one of his events, came up to him, acted like they were pro-lifers and said, you know, how radical are you? And they didn't say it like that, but they essentially asked the questions about um, abortion and said, what, are you going to defund Planned Parenthood and take it to the abortionist? That's almost like if someone would have said to you, you'd almost go, this guy's a liar. Who talks that way? I mean, I'm pro-life. I wouldn't walk it up. You could take it to the abortionist. You'd be like, what? what What do you mean? What kind of conversation is that? You'd think Glenn Youngkin would pick up on that real quick and go, this is a lie. This is, these people don't think this way because pro-lifers don't think that way. Pro-lifers don't think, take it to the abortionist and go get them. Well, that's not how we think. We actually think about defending the life of the unborn. I mean, that's, kind of our position it's not like take it to those abortionists actually real pro-life people also are realists we understand that there are things called crisis pregnancies where young women get themselves in positions that they didn't intend to was you know now they're pregnant and they they're scared out of their mind and it's a crisis pregnancy that's why we support what's called crisis pregnancy centers where these women can get help now we don't want an abortion to happen that would be ending a life but we do believe in helping crisis pregnancy so when someone walks up to glenn youngkin and goes are we going to get taken to those abortionists it's obviously a lie and a con these people tried to trap him before i get to how he responded to the trap i do want to say that this abortion topic isn't as debatable as people think the inherent fallback position is really two things. One is everyone understands abortion is wrong. They do. Everyone. And how I know that is the second point, because everyone wants less of them. Well, that's not true, Scott Lee. There's some, you're right. Some people want a lot of abortions. But the majority of people, by huge margins, know abortion isn't right, and they want less of them. That's really the argument the Republicans should be sticking with. This is a life. People know this. And if they don't, at least they would admit at some point it's a viable life and you can't abort it at six months, four months, whatever it is. Fully formed little baby in the womb now. Everyone agrees with this, which is essentially what Youngkin said. You know, we're not the radicals. They are. So this is the fallback. The abortion argument is a win, or the pro-life argument is a winning argument because people know in their heart, in their heart, now, they may say differently, but in their heart, they know the pro-life position is the right one. Now, what's interesting about it is the radical left, people like Terry McAuliffe and others, want unlimited access to abortions at any level. No limits. 
And we got proof of that by the things that Republicans passed in Virginia that the Democrats got rid of, like just simple consent, like having hospital regulations and abortion clinics, these type of things. Now, it's perfectly fine to have radical limitations on the Second Amendment, which is actually codified and listed in the Constitution. The Second Amendment needs all kinds of limitations, Scott. Every time you can think of, you just can't go buy a gun. You got to have all kinds of background checks. You got to have a five-day waiting period. You can only buy one gun a month. You got to have limits on the magazines. It's unbelievable how a codified, legitimate right by our creator to protect ourselves is attacked all the time and can never have unlimited Second Amendment it must be limited, even though it says shall not be infringed right in the document. But abortion, unfettered, unlimited, no restrictions. That's the only way. You see the difference? Isn't it interesting? I mean, Obama even took this even further. Obama came out and talked about uh, abortion and called it, and this is what I don't understand, he called it a punishment. I don't want them punished with a baby. Who thinks that way? I don't want my daughters punished with a baby. I don't want them punished with a baby. That's exactly what my dad said when I had my kids. Are you being punished with a baby? That's absurd. The person that thinks that way is a complete radical when it comes to abortion. Glenn Youngkin isn't. Here he is trying to, in the clip, I don't know if you can hear this. We'll play it. You make the best of it. I'll tell you what he says. When I'm governor and I have a majority in the House, we can start going on offense. But as a campaign topic, sadly, that in fact won't win my independent votes that I have to get. So you'll never hear me support Planned Parenthood. What you'll hear me talk about is actually taking back the radical abortion policies that Virginians don't want. That's hard. It's essentially hard to hear, but what, what he's saying is, look, I can't be, uh, I, I can't say a lot of these things because I'm trying to win independent voters, but he says we can, we can defund Planned Parenthood and take it to the abortionist was his question. He goes, I'm, I'm going to be real honest with you, the short answer in this campaign, I can't. When I'm governor, I have a majority in the House. When he has a majority in the House, he can do it. But the campaign topic, sadly, is a fact of trying to win independent votes. T-Mac came out and said, he's a fraud. He's lying to Virginia. He's pro-life. Terry, he's not lying about that. It's, it's unbelievable. Speaking of, this is the same guy that said what? But listen, I'm about getting people paroled. How about that? Won't you be honest about that? You want people paroled. And of course, you can get Wi-Fi for everybody. I will get everybody Wi-Fi. <laughs> You're not lying about that. Oh, no, I want Wi-Fi too. Wait, I got to pay for mine? Doesn't seem real fair. It's interesting. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. Hi there, I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found MyPillsToGo. That's MyPillsTheNumberTwoGo.com. Now it's so easy. With MyPillsToGo.com, my daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsTheNumberTwoGo.com. MyPillsTheNumberTwoGo.com. A Dose Guardian company.
Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Truth, justice, and the American way? And that's just Richard, the Lee Brothers. And that's a wrap of the radio program. Richard's here to tell us what kind of wrap it is. We've been doing that for 17 years here in the capital of the Commonwealth, Virginia. But in honor of Mojo Five O and the former Doc Thompson, who we shared so much time with here on a radio station in Richmond, miss him dearly. He ended every one of his shows with, what did we learn today? So, in honor of that, what did we learn today? Well, we learned this. And oftentimes, door to door, literally knocking on doors. <laughs> oh, the federal government knocking on doors. You will be vaccinated. We learned that Fauci... Fauci thinks you're a schmuck. He talked down to you. You're stupid. Quit playing politics with the vaccine. He doesn't know anything. That's Fauci for you. We learned that uh, the spelling bee winner was black. We thought it was just about spelling, but it turns out it's about the color of your skin, too. Thank you, George Stephanopoulos. We learned Tina Ramirez can take on Spamberger and do a great job. We learned that Yunkin's pro-life, like we didn't know that. We learned that uh, there's a convention of the states could be a very good thing for the cause of freedom and liberty. We learned that a gay men's choir is out to indoctrinate and recruit your children. And we learn police chases are always bad unless they stop a bad guy, which how do you really know, right? You don't. All right, find us at mojo50.com, mojo50.com, and learn more about us at theleebrothers.com, great videos of the day all found there. If you prefer liberty to tyranny, if you prefer free founding father principles over the cancel culture, Join us again here next week and get a free honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker by just email us, patriots at theleebrothers.com. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. See you next week. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.